Oh, I just ate like a lot of just Hershey's chocolate. That's weird. What do you mean Hershey's chocolate? We had like a giant chocolate kiss left over from like one of those huge ones left over from a Hershey kiss though. Valentine's Day. I don't know. I just needed like a burst of chocolate. I feel like if I I have to, I feel like if I needed a burst of chocolate, I'd go with like, I feel like I can always go for a peanut M&M's. Oh, no, wait. So then I found the last two peanut M&M's. Oh, like just, just just like found them at like the bottom (laughs) of the drawer. There's two peanut M&M's or two bags? No, it was like four. It was like four at the bottom of a huge bag that we had. a Virginian edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast because now two-thirds of the siblings live not only in Virginia, but a few hundred feet from each other. Lily, I know you're here in Spain, but Becky is now in Arlington. Becky, how are you doing? I was just thinking about how we're only a few hundred feet from each other, and yesterday when we were walking home from your house... Sunny, who's only like just over a year, she walked the entire way back all by herself. Her little Let legs her go by herself? Sho- no, that like seems- with me. Like she walked <laughs> like, in front of me. Like she walked. Just, oh, Becky's really she walked without assistance. Becky's really taking the like we live close to each other thing seriously. Or like she we're in the suburbs. Just- it's safe. It's fine. <laughs> One-year-olds can just walk through the street. Like, Sunny, go home and get me a beer. Bring it back. <laughs> she walked there and back, guys. Soon enough. Soon enough. So, Becky, you moved across the country. Your dog safely moved across the country. This is big. That was the big. That was the uh, big. Like that guy have, could have driven all of you guys across the country. Do you have favorite. any observations on your first few days of being absorbed into the world where your brother has inhabited. I think that's really you know, what people want okay. to hear. You I don't think people want to hear like once you oh once you fly first class, you can never go back, right? Once you live next to Shy, it's going to be pre- it's pretty hard to go back because <laughs> he makes it a very sweet deal. There are we arrived to like half of our house already being unpacked to a kitchen full of every imaginable pastry. Now that and was then, now my wife unpacked your kitchen. She did. Everything else she gets, was unpacked. She gets the, was because after I did your kids' room, I was just looking for the Roku to set it up, yes. and I couldn't find it. <laughs> all the all the internets and TVs were set up. But she's become like um, a famous like no unpacker because Amanda from Montreal, my dear friend Amanda, shout out to her. She texted me and she was like, "So can I move next door to Shy? <laughs> because wow, um, no, but the real the real icing on this many layered cake is that. Every single morning at around seven in the morning, Shy has taken my children for one to two hours for a walk and then playing on his porch so Vlad and I can actually sleep. So it's been, oof, let me tell you, Lil. Well, game changer. I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm know unlikely how, how to ever give wake up, up my, you know, some people have like night nurses. I have a morning nurse and her name is Shy. <laughs> well, I would say this. Um, at a certain point, and right now we're not able to go into each other's houses because we're, we're social distancing. At a certain point, I might not necessarily walk them, but pick them up and, and bring them over to the house and feed them and play with them and stuff. But I was just thinking about the fact that for a year, 
you and your husband who have been on that island out in California together without family nearby have essentially not slept like normal people. Like I have had days no. and nights where I've slept in the last year, but just the notion that well, they had family, they just weren't bubbling with the family. That's true. But we had, had like cousins, but not like. But siblings. they weren't. Yeah, we had wonderful candles. No one we were potting. No family we were potting with. Exactly. Um, yeah, we haven't because our youngest, um, when she sleeps through the night, which was quite often, uh, she just she wakes up at like five in the morning, five fifteen. That is her body clock. Um, so we we really we really have not slept in about a year and a half. And when. And and the other thing that I would like to just, I would say, get your review on was the quantities of food purchased by your brother for your arrival day. Because I receive a lot of criticism for the amount of food that I buy in general. I'm going to say he bought a Costco, Costco portions, which is the correct amount. That's like the best way to describe it. Yeah. Costco portions? I got you like six boxes of mac and cheese. That's not a Costco portion. Oh, I feel like if you go to Costco, you'd be like, oh, pick up some mac and cheese, but it only come in like a case of 12. You'd be like, I guess I'm getting 12 mac and cheeses, not like two. That's shy. I'd be like, shy, go get me a box of mac and cheese, <laughs> a bag of string cheese, three apples, and like a small carton of milk. And you open up the pantry <laughs> and the fridge, and I can't buy groceries because it's just filled with those items. That is true. When you said single mac and cheese, my assumption is like, exactly. You need the Costco size. Yeah, That's, so, you don't mean one little box. No, so a beautiful fridge and pantry, and it's filled with exactly- Four items. Like four items, or like, the, let's say let's say the 10 items Multiples I asked for, four items. but enough to stock it. So it's really funny is I'm going to do like my second grocery shop, grocery order this week, and those are exactly the things I don't need to restock because I have for probably another <laughs> you month. You won't have to. Yeah. And then the other thing that was- was selected for you there was a lot of debate in my family about what to get you and in the end schedules and opening and closing times of restaurants dictated this uh pizza was purchased for your first evening and when when the three large pizzas arrived i got the usual brush back from the family how many pizzas did you order which one of these is just for you all the usual zingers that i get and how much of that pizza is less left back not a slice <laughs> Within 24 hours, not a slice. I mean, I, let me tell you, I hope not as a week ago. That is Vlad size portions. Vlad size portions are shy size portions. As much as you imagine everyone eating, get that amount for me, just me, then double it, and that could be for the, the rest is for everyone else to share. That's the correct amount. So one and a half pizzas for Vlad, and then another pizza and a half for everyone else in the house to share. Just <laughs> for other people. So in it's house. fine. Yeah. <laughs> two adults the, and two children. The correct. All amount. right. Oh wait, wait, quickly. But while we're on the topic of moving in, I do want to do a quick top of the show shout out to Becca and Edgy for sending us uh, when we arrived a gift uh, box of all sorts of extra snacks and goodies and toys for the kids. So with the little bit of cabinet pantry space left, the like we, that's where all of their goodies went. So thank you. That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Lily, do you have any thoughts? How are things right here? What? Lily, how are things? Um, Things are good. Things are good, you know, soaking up the last 
help I'm ever going to have with mom and dad here They're, before I ship them home to you. Um, they will be home like kids coming home from camp. So I'm just warning you. They have oh, yeah. no manners. We're going to have to like have... make them shower and make them yeah. do manners and make them exactly. have manners again. They can't sing at the table. And... <laughs> <laughs> you have to give them curfews and everything. Um, but we should keep making them do menucha every day. Yeah, they need to nap every day. <laughs> they need to have nap time. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're good. We're we're all right over here, hanging in there, and yeah, just soaking it up, soaking up the grandparent help. Well, very cool. Well, speaking of, I would say travels. That's my segue for today. We all picked a movie to watch this week. We're gonna go deep on that, and then we'll talk about our shoutouts and recs. Although I think both of you only watched. This is the only thing either of you watched in the last week. I, so, no, I have a few things. So we watched Kristen Wiggs. I would say soon to be or already cult movie because I think that's that's a is way it? to describe is the that... reaction to it. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, which is about two ladies uh, who live together that are dear friends who are single for a variety of regions in their middle middle age and they decide to go on a vacation to a place in florida that is recommended to them by a friend of theirs where they're going to sort of get their grooves back and while they're out there enjoying the fun and the sun they also thwart a terrorist plot and make a bunch of friends along the way i feel like that's my the best that's the best summary but really what this movie is about it seems it's like the bits and the character stuff and um i would also say friendship this film is about very specifically finding your shimmer and oh you know and i think they stay true to that that north star of the film which is finding your shimmer so not being afraid of taking chances and new adventures not being you know like not looking down on yourself knowing that you are worthy of love you know and that's what I would say is the vehicle for the bits, but it is very much about two women finding their shimmer. And I appreciate that. Well, that's, that's another good way to describe it. These two friends finding their shimmer. So I, I think I'm going to just start with, I don't really know how to, do, how would you describe this movie, Lily? So I described it as a cult movie with this sort of loose plot, but it's really about these a vehicle for Kristen Wiig's amazing bits and um, and Becky and Becky said two women finding their shimmer, which I think is another great way to describe it. Lily, how about you? How would you describe I, this? I think that it's like a a buddy comedy, but specific, like but a Kristen Wig buddy comedy, and that like is a big asterisk because it's clearly her um, inside jokes. Like I just feel like all these are the bits that like they do like off camera that they think are super, <laughs> like, super like, funny. Like the Trish thing when they're just right. the entire plane right. ride describing this imaginary woman, Trish. That is something that they've that's probably their done favorite before. Right. I feel like we're just, I feel like this movie gives us a window into just yes. how strange Kristen Wiig really is. And Annie Momolo, yeah. Momolo are because the, clearly it's their bit together. Um or their bits that they do together. You know, I, I'm sad to say that like at many points though, I did feel like, Oh, this seems like just a really long SNL bit that like isn't cut short. And I feel like you don't want to have that feeling though in a movie. Well, I, I, let's know? put it this way. I'm going to reframe it and say, it I love the little feel, bit. Like I thought uh, it was very funny. I love, but... 
I, I, there are so many SNL movies over the years, and this isn't from an actual SNL skit that I know of, but it, it feels like it is. Wayne's World, Night at the Roxbury, um, even Stuart Smalley Cone, got his own. Coneheads. Uh, Coneheads, right? Like, those are all movies from things that probably shouldn't have been feature length. Although, although Wayne's... Conehead stands up. I love that movie. Oh, really? See, Cone... <laughs> whatever. And, and Wayne's World stands up in its own way. Yeah, so, in its own way. So I think part of what, you know, my issue here, or not my issue, is is there's a little bit of expectations unfairness. I don't know what, 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 what term we could use to that. But because it's Kristen Wiig, and you think of Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids and this kind of towering comic genius right but i just if this makes sense i wish there was like a little bit less austin powers and a little bit less like musical and more like bits of like the talk group and just more (laughs) of them riffing like because the there the bits that are in there are hilarious and i and i mean like austin powers in the way of like the bad parts of austin powers if there are any but you know what i mean like that sort of over there is the, the, the opening the opening scene starts with this sort of austin powers villain piece. oh yeah yeah i feel like that's definitely borrowing from that um, or or james bond kind of rift i I think I have a question for Beck. I mean, and her filmmaker. playing the good guy and the bad guy too. Yeah, it's obviously. Was, yeah, it's very, very right. But if Mike Myers can do it and Eddie Murphy can do it, and you know, like sure. why can't she? Oh, do that it? that was not the part that like I would say bugged me. I I just feel like it kind of gets a lost. So here's a question I have then for Beck. This movie was, I think, a hundred minutes long. Yeah, it was like a little over a hundred minutes it's, long. As the yeah, filmmaker, it's too long. How much does the that dragging feeling that Lily and I seem to have experienced, how much is that an editing thing and not really an editing thing or a director's responsibility or a studio responsibility? So I think that the dragging feeling you sense when watching a film happens when you're watching a scene that's not pushing the narrative forward. And so you could have a two and a half hour film that feels like everything is at pace and moving forward and exciting because everything you're seeing is is getting you to the climax, right? Or is getting you to the resolution. And so the problem with, and you see this in so many of these comedies, is that they just feel a little too long because there's just, there's so much funny stuff in it and they don't cut it out, whether it's in the script phase or in the edit phase, because it's really, really funny, but is it serving, is it funny and serving the story or is it just funny? And as the filmmakers, they choose, hey, it's just funny and that's good enough for us. But then as the viewer, you go, well, there's a lot of stuff in here that's funny and these parts aren't pushing the story forward. So it starts to feel like it's dragging. My solution to that is do what I did. Watch it in chunks so you don't really notice that it's dragging on because you've only seen so like, like 45 minutes at a time. <laughs> it's so like it's like I literally watched it as if it was like three episodes of a show. And That's I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait to watch I, the next it all episode. The way, right. Watching it all <laughs> yeah, the way through. I recommend it. Like had they done a mini series, perfect. Um, so it worked really well for me. I didn't notice that it dragged. I didn't notice that it was too long. I enjoyed all the bits. Um, I love the supervillain. I love the musical acts. I love the weird surrealist moments like when they do it it was just like i'm i'm excited i hope to rewatch it tonight with vlad because i need him to see it i I think this is a movie you know i admit that movies like anchorman and zoolander although i like zoolander a lot more than anchorman are movies the first time i saw them i was like i don't know how much did i like that right and like i didn't and then this is a movie i could see us watching together and laughing really hard like there are certain elements of just watching them be comic genius that is so funny and there's um, just really 
like it had those great moments that I rarely happened to me in, in a lot of these comedies that you and I were talking about earlier, um, that it, there were, there were comedic moments that caught me off guard. So like when you're listening to the lounge singer and you realize he's singing about <laughs> boobs, like it caught me off guard and I was laughing so hard. And they kept, I'd like that they kept showing that guy in the banana hammock over and over yeah. and over again, but there yeah. was no, Reason other than it was just and part of this. Other choices, movie. having Trish, having Reba McIntyre play, play Trish. Trish, like that's perfect. Of the course, scene. she would be Trish. It was just like great choices. So, uh, in the opening scene of the, or not the opening, in the second opening scene, they are in a store. They're they're on <laughs> at a store called Jennifer Converted. Hottest store in town, right? Which so is it? where I had, in fact, bought. One of my previous couches, the old L-shaped couch, was no. from Jennifer Convertibles, and I. Sorry, I thought I one hundred percent thought that that was a made-up store name. Well, oh, that's I a sat there. Store. I. How would I know? I'm not American. And then, I literally. Oh, I don't know if I cut out. Oh, wait, and then I literally, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my god, they are so genius that that's the name they picked for the story. That's ridiculous. I, name. I bought <laughs> they I Jennifer convertibles because when we were gonna buy a new couch, we ended up getting ours from Macy's. But when we were gonna buy a new couch, I was like, we gotta go to Jennifer convertibles again. That was the best couch. I thought and, that was a joke. And they they got rid of their retail stores for the most part, as far as I understand. So when we're watching this, I'm like, well, that's weird. Jennifer Convertibles, they got rid of their retail stores. And then that was worked into the plot of the movie. I was like, this is amazing. So I love that. All right. I also thought that they, can I just say that I think that, you know, I'm glad that they, I feel like they took a chance on Jamie Dornan. Okay. We need to talk about that. We need to have a whole section on just him. He should be so lucky to be in a movie that they made. Well, here's the thing. Jamie Dornan and he... His persona, I think, is someone who, like, based on hit the movies he's in and the roles he plays, is someone who probably takes themselves too seriously. So to see him in this and fully commit to it, like his was musical number, phenomenal. Was, uh, like that I was have a new respect for him. I mean, such a respect. You're like, oh my god, he must be a really funny, fun guy because he didn't just do the part. He like. He really went all out with, for example, his musical numbers. He was hilarious in it. And it's similar to, I think, of Robert Pattinson uh, playing. We've seen Robert Pattinson in some roles that are not his like sullen Edward, whatever his name, Cullen role. Or even when. Maybe even when we saw Rob Lowe in. in, I don't know if you can go that far. but I I mean, he's not Rob Lowe level, but when you started to see Rob Lowe in those comedies. Yeah, because I feel like Rob Lowe, you know, did take himself very very seriously and mm-hmm. then we saw him in austin powers or in and in um well let's uh, not forget wayne's world but you're right wayne's rob, rob lowe is so here's a guy that i think he was a highlight of the movie and that was i think one of the strong like they gave him such good stuff to do that musical number was hilarious and i really Sorry. liked it and i'm suspicious of musical numbers a lot of the time but i loved that he was so funny the only way it could have been slightly better and lily you probably feel me on this and i would not replace him i think he did a great job was maybe if sam hewan had played him i was just thinking for me, that. like my one to be yeah. like to be uh, fair like girl thing for the first yeah. half of the movie i was you like thought it i was can't him? i can't believe becky and like, lily aren't texting me because the outlander the guy is in this <laughs> Like that would have been like my. Like, if it had been Jamie. him, I I really would have like lost my mind. But 
Uh, but but Jamie Dornan brought it and, and I, I, because you're always talking about Jamie and Claire I was like what Jamie's in this movie how is this not William Becky's favorite I mean, new movie so he was um, great there so I felt like there's one scene that really stood out to me when they are packing to go on the trip and <laughs> I feel like that was a short film that they pitched the movie on because that was so incredibly funny and quirky when they're you love a good packing scene. I, I no, love Lily, I mean, you love a good packing scene. <laughs> when they start putting in the culottes and they start talking about all the things that they're putting in, I feel like you could have Decor. made like, if, if I was someone and Kristen Wiig said, I'm going to make a movie and this is the premise of the movie. And then we'll have a story that comes out of this. I would a hundred percent that and the Trish scene on the air on the airplane, like those two scenes alone sell the whole movie. Say, yep, okay, Kristen, do whatever you want. I mean, because... and the Jennifer convertible scene. Yeah, <laughs> when they want to buy the couch, <laughs> they're sitting on the couch. On the couch. They won't so... let the people. I mean, buy the, it. the two just, of them. What's it are, called? I mean... Talk group? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, talk, talk group. group? Book, chat group. With what's chat, her name chat, from chat, No, no, it's talk, um, it's talk um, group. Um, Talk group. Um, uh, what's her Vanessa name? Bayer. Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer. Oh, Vanessa Bayer. Bayer. I love her. Vanessa Bayer, Bayer. is. And I would say, like, considering how ma- there must have be so much more from those scenes that's on the cutting room floor that I would love to see. Right. That's from a show group. I would just watch. Yeah. I would just watch Fortune Beams. So Fortune Beams or Vanessa Bayer. Similarly, Bayer. the Bayer. great Bayer? Wendy McClendon Covey. She's one. Great- she's a quick cameo. She's a quick cameo as the person who discovers Vista Del Mar. Right. And then I saw someone on Twitter when I tweeted about it say they want to see the movie that is the prequel, which is her <laughs> character going down to Vista Del Mar and um, hitting on hitting hotties, on the Miami, hitting on the younger on the Florida younger hotties. And I love the way they just painted Florida. I have to say, having been to Miami and Florida many times, I've never seen weather that good. Whenever I'm there, it's overcast <laughs> and raining. Disgusting. Like, I, balmy, I asked mom, I was like, is this film, was this filmed in the Caribbean and made it look like Florida? Because it looks way too nice. And, right. and so there's a couple of moments that really stood out for me. Otherwise, are lines. I don't know if there's anyone that you, there's one part where they're talking about the effects of traveling on their stomach. And I forget which one of them says, but says traveling really stops you up like a bunch of rolled up socks. Well, when, when they're like, Oh, when she's like, Oh, what's got you down at the bar. She's like, we haven't gone since we've got here. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the part where the three of them wake up in a sandwich on top of (laughs) Amy Dornan's character. That was the Allie, Allie ejected about an hour into this movie. She says, Nope, I can't. This movie is not. So she left. But that scene made her laugh out loud. And there's a scene where Barb is sneaking out while Star's writing in her is a journal. She's, she's writing a note. She she's sneaking sneaks out, out through the, the bathroom window and, and the then gets physical, on the raft. And the, <laughs> the physical comedy there was amazing. <laughs> she, yeah, all, you're right. And then on the raft, on the raft. I mean, like, by. it's really those two women gave us bridesmaids. So I can't, I mean, like, forever and ever in the, I think, the pantheon of comedy. But it just bugs me a teensy bit that like a movie that they made together and starring together just isn't better. It's funny. I'm not saying. But funnier, I think Shy makes a point that you know, give it time, give it a few rewatches. I, I like this. To me, I agree. I think this is an Anchorman. I think this is a Zoolander. And I have to say, I wouldn't say that it's not as good. I would, I would qualify it as just so wildly different. And in fact, I find it entertaining in a different way because. You can truly pick this up at any point, watch about 10, 15 minutes, get a few (laughs) hits of scenes, doesn't really matter, and it's going to be funny. 
you know, you're gonna, you're, you're, anyway, it's, you don't, you don't need the whole story to enjoy. I mean, there's just so, oh God, there's just so many. I just, can we just quickly talk about the Andy Garcia cameo? How perfectly (laughs) cast that is. How wonderful that moment is. It's just, Andy Garcia. I was just being like, oh, I was imagining mom. I was imagining like our mom in the jungles of Florida with Andy Garcia, like blessing her as her shaman. (laughs) I mean, Andy Garcia has been turning up in movies, uh, basically dressed as Tio Mario on vacation for the last little while in the Tio Mario's actual uncle. He was in the Mamma Mia sequel, basically the same guy. Uh, and I think that's okay. My kids actually have had a lot of exposure to Andy Garcia because we've watched all the Oceans movies yeah. and we've watched Mamma Mia too. We should be more Andy Garcia. And we should have I, more Andy Garcia. There isn't enough. I mean, Andy Garcia is amazing. And, and having just watched The Godfather 3, that the recut version of it, Andy Garcia, if that movie had been better made or better edited at the time, I think Andy Garcia is at least better chance of getting an oscar because he's so great in that movie as the as the hothead but yeah andy garcia is amazing have you ever seen by the way if you want to see a great andy garcia movie uh that is underappreciated and probably not many people know of it's called for love of country i think where he plays mm. arturo sandoval mm-hmm. the famous cuban trumpet mm-hmm. player and yeah. it's about mm-hmm. his defection and i've seen Certainly. arturo sandoval live with mom at the blues yes. alley in washington dc so and with me oh you were there too back I think it was with just me and Vlad. Oh no, you took one time. It was, you took me and Vlad. I forget when, but we went with you. Could it have been when we came to visit you after our wedding trip? Maybe, could be. Maybe, because we were very, very jet lagged. No, so it wasn't that trip. It was a different trip. We were very jet lagged that time. Now let's think about this movie in terms of comparing it to some other spy madcap movies out there. Like, one thing I will say is that Spy with Melissa McCarthy was a movie I went in not expecting to be that funny. Oh, and I, I still laugh so hard when, when I think she about it. kills he, that guy and then throws up. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. It's one of the best scenes I've and, ever seen. And then The Heat, which is one of my favorites, Melissa McCarthy. And, it is. And Sandra Bullock. And then lesser funny ones, but still with great moments, The Spy Who Dumped Me and Snatched. Now, does this movie fit along with those because of the spy plot, or is the spy plot really just an incidental element of this movie? But they don't even put in the marketing about it, right? Like you don't know at all that that is going to be. Well, the mar- exactly. there's no mark. The marketing they don't even show you their faces. It's just like you're just the seeing hair. hands and feet and, and hair. The top of their hair. <laughs> they, they don't tell you anything about it, um, so and I think that com- was smart. <laughs> how does it compare to yeah. those movies? I think it's wildly different. I don't think. I think this is yeah. Those are those are very specific like comedy um, action movies, and I think this is you know more about friendship. I think this is like a buddy like rom com maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> buddy, I guess it's like it is. It's the equivalent of a bromance type of movie, um, but right. here. And it, okay, all right. So your MVPs and your LVPs of the film. MVP is Edgar, Jamie Dornan. Or is he my el- my most improved? MIP. Oh, he's, he's, my most improved. Improved. Yeah, he's my most improved. He's my MVP. Uh, I'll tell you this. Probably going to be Barb. Barb is actually going to probably be my MVP. I think she just had, like you're saying, like more physical the comedy. physical comedy really brought, she brought it. Yeah. 
And my LVP might be like bad guy Kristen Wig because I. So my MVP is good guy Kristen Wig, and my bad guy, my 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 LVP is, LVP. is, the, is the bad guy Kristen Wig character. I don't mind that there was a weird over the top villain, but I that that part of the movie was just hard to enjoy for me. And I really liked, I mean, and I and her performance was otherwise, you know, great quirky Kristen Wigness. She's amazing. I mean, honestly, like I really would watch her do anything. So. If you had to choose between Barb and Star. Uh in this movie, I think Barb wins, but overall, like Kristen Wig, I think is like the yeah. funniest person mm-hmm. of her and Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy, I think, own this generation of comedy with like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. So that's fair. I Lily, you're making yeah. me car sick with your camera. What is that? Yeah, what's happening? It just keeps Nothing, moving up and down. You literally and... just pointed at your keyboard, then pointed it back up at your face. Yeah, you keep moving. I'm not it. touching it. No. Guys, well, I'm not even touching it. Then how did it? Is there a ghost it... in your office? Because it literally just pointed down at your keyboard, and then pointed. Oh, there back must up. be a delay. That was a while ago. <laughs> but you weird. did do that, like, but like five minutes ago, and then about four minutes after that, I lifted it up. <laughs> Oh, it's very <laughs> all right. Shout outs and Rex Lily. What are you watching? What do you recommend? Do you have anyone you want to shout out to? Um, I'm gonna shout out to mom because she will Did she watch Barb and Star with you? Oh yeah. And she was like, People spent money to make this movie, and then she's like <laughs> cackling, like laughing. And then she's like, I can't believe I I, I guess we have to watch this for the pod, Lil, because this is the this. Is, and then she's just like dying laughing. So <laughs> she wanted to not be on board, but she couldn't resist. But mom will plant herself in my living room and just decide. She'll be like, because I feel like at her house, she has a free range of like TV, right? Like she's just her and dad, and she can put on whatever she wants whenever she wants. And I feel like here, she even remembers. Unless it's time to watch Australian what crime that's drama. like because it was so long ago. Does she I'm know sure. what it's I'm like not... to choose her own programming? I, you know, it's not like she couldn't come and do that at my house. I'm like, you can go sit and turn the TV on, but I don't know if she feels judged or feels like she can't. So finally, the other day, she goes, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm going to sit down and I'm turning on Firefly Firefly Lane on Netflix because that looks like it's right up my algorithm. And she sits down and she puts that. So she's like, I just want to watch some TV in the living room by myself. She had no problem at my house watching all of Virgin Virgin River River while I'm on maternity leave. I'm like, can we please watch something fun together? She's like, Becky. Come curl up here. Get under a blanket. We're doing Virgin River top to bottom. (laughs) So she, and I was like, "Um, go right ahead, mom. Like I was never going to watch that show. And I was like, forget it. And now I'm like super into it. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know, is that momness or, or Heigl and chalk? What's her name? Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk. She's. I would say like she's definitely the draw for me to watch it. Um, but it is like a drama, so it's maybe different. I mean, I'm never gonna watch that show. No, 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 no. I'm not actually recommending this to anybody. It's just what I've been watching with mom, um, and and free spare moments. And I can't really, I really cannot say this enough. And I know a few weeks ago, Bronx was like, yeah, I couldn't get into it. 
And I don't want to be the person that this is very Becky to judge someone who doesn't like the TV that you're watching or that you like, and like forever has an opinion about that person because of I that. don't have an opinion about people, but I get angry at you both when you don't listen to me sometimes. That's you're just fair. very impatient. I eventually listen. It just takes about Becky three years. definitely listens to you more than I, I do. Oh, so. don't get. I mean, anyways, keep going. Say your thing. What show you're talking about? So I think Patriot is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Okay, it's a masterpiece. That show it, is a masterpiece. It, it is. So like when someone is like, I couldn't get into it, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you also started with Perpetual Grace, which I think introduces I don't the know. world better. It, it, it does, but I think I would have gotten into it. I, I think I would have enjoyed it this much. It's a masterpiece. You'll see when and, the whole thing, when you see the whole thing kind of wrap in, in, and, in all of its unresolvedness, I, it's still amazing. And and I was thinking about this, like how long has it been since I feel like I've had something that's so juicy to bite into, like for TV that makes you like, like even the shots, like Becky, you, you got to watch this because it's just, and that is something that you do appreciate more from watching mm-hmm. the two back to back, both shows back to back, but um, you can like recognize the cinematography and the type of shots and the close-ups and stuff like that and the bird's eye view shots from both shows and and just the way that the, the pacing is done. Um, and I'm like, wow, I'm watching something really, really well done and great at the same time. And I feel like that does not come along every day. So somebody give this guy the keys to like the kingdom and let him make Steve a lot and of Chris stuff. Conrad, Steven, yeah. Steve and Chris Conrad, just one of these companies has to just take them on board and let exactly. them tell whatever story they want to tell. Exactly. So um, I highly recommend Patriot on Amazon Prime for everyone. And then you can watch Perpetual Grace, which is also amazing on Epics, which no one has heard of, or but you can iTunes. buy the iTunes. You can buy the yep, iTunes. You can buy that's it a on buy. ITunes. That's a buy. From I, our I was going to say, like, spend that the twenty is, bucks. Yeah, buy the season. I, I highly recommend. It's a great trip. Put it um, this way: I spent twenty dollars to rent Barb and Star. What would you rather <laughs> spend twenty dollars on, right. Barb and Star, or the whole? Or basically, a, a well, first of all, that's Barb and Star is a total buy for me. Let me just okay, start. That's right. Let me just well, start we couldn't there. buy it yet. It's it's a rent. But still. I would buy it. Okay. Um, second, other than this movie, in the last week, I have watched, I think, one episode of Psych. And then this, like, baby sleep sounds video on YouTube that's 11 <laughs> hours long. <laughs> I am really, like, not. I do the 11 hours of as far boxing. as. Uh, but this week, as far as, as, far as like a, a having a podcast about movies and shows, I should not be hosting one this week. So this week, though, on Thursday, so this episode will drop on Friday. Well, so fingers be... crossed once we get that PCR back. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But I'm assuming you're healthy. If you are healthy, Thursday, we will be having a Psycho Gorman party at my house, which I'm or your house. I don't know, whichever one. Oh, wait, you know what we also watched, but I didn't finish. So that's not a good sign. I just remembered now that I didn't finish it. Midnight Sky with George Clooney. Oh yeah. I, I, didn't, was that? I didn't finish I have a that half one. hour left. I didn't I finish that one. I didn't I didn't finish that one either, but I also didn't start it. You didn't start it? That you know we went Looks to bed and and mom pressing. Like, 
I was like, I can't, I'm so tired. I have to like cut out a half hour left. Like it's not worth it to lose sleep over this movie. And mom was like, oh, if I don't finish it, I'm never finishing. And she just stayed up to watch. And the next night I go to Jose, we're in the kitchen. And I was like, hey, let's finish Midnight Sky. We have a half hour left. My mom already saw it, but let's just watch it together. He goes, ah, oh, too bad. Your mom already saw it. Anyways, what else can we watch? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but you'll never know the ending. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Next. Yeah, no, that's what that happens to for. me. That happens to me. I'm like. I can live so, without knowing what right. happened. I <laughs> right. will. I'm that gonna. That. I'm gonna. My shout outs and recs are as follows. First, my my big shout out is gonna go to my wife because my wife was unbelievable this week. Not only did she unpack Becky's kitchen, she cooked dinner at least once for both households, and also did all the parenting things that she did, and um, is is just a great partner in crime. And every night we've been watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend together, which is my like, this is my, I'm, I'm like putting my chips down on an I told you show. First episode is kind of weird and hard to get through, but I think it is one of the smart, we're now on season two. I think it's one and of Allie the- And Allie likes it? Loves it. Loves it, loves it, loves it. We just sit there the whole time being like, how smart is this woman, Rachel Bloom? How well, did she won a ton of awards? You won a ton of awards. She she's another person where like give her the keys because every song is done in a different genre and they are so witty and so funny and so um, uh, self aware. It's so funny. And then the characters are those quirky, lovable Parks and Rec style type of you know quirky, good place style characters in a small mm-hmm. town. And so, so we've had so much fun watching that together. And then my big wreck, my big, big wreck is a film on Netflix called A Futile and Stupid Gesture, hmm. which is about Doug oh, Kenny, the creator of National Lampoon and the guy who wrote, that. the guy who wrote Animal House starring Will Forte and Donald Gleason plays his, his writing hmm. partner, Henry Beard. I didn't know who the actor was through the first half of the movie. I was like, who is this new actor? I've never seen him before. He was amazing in this role. And then you had a ton of other brilliant actors and comedians all playing small roles. Thomas Lennon is in it. Uh, Jackie Tone plays Gilda Radner in a few scenes. And all I want to see Jackie Tone doing Gilda Mm -hmm. Radner for a whole movie after having seen her in this movie. That's a yeah. huge compliment. Yeah, speaking of Jackie Tone, I now cannot get it out of my head how much I want her to be Miss Maisel. Like, I want her <laughs> to play the role of Miss Maisel. I'm like, if they did one of those mid-series recasts, that would work for me. She's. I so, can't stop thinking so, about that. So she, so she's great in that. And that movie, that is one of the coolest movies. I mean, I love the history of Super comedy. Cool. I love Animal House. I just I loved 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 this movie. I feel like where can I people watch it on Netflix? It's a Netflix film, so oh, it's cool. very accessible. Go check it out. Uh, Will Forte's performance also uh, again he's a really <laughs> he's funny guy, but it's a dramatic role too, and he's amazing. It. I mean, these are there's so many great comedic actors that you know them as comedians, but they crush it in drama, and he was amazing in it. So that to me was like quietly one of the best. It was probably one of the best movies that I've seen lately. Um, I loved it. And then on the uh, Rex side, just some fun things we've been watching with the kids. We started watching Head of the Class, the reruns of Head of the Class, because it's on one of the streaming services. I think it's on Peacock or something. I don't remember which one. I think it's on Peacock. And 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off we watched with them, which we ah. then followed immediately by them rewatching the Barry Goldberg's Day Off episode of the Goldbergs, which is Alonzo's favorite episode. And they were just so tickled that they knew all the scenes and got all the jokes. And it really is. Uh, I mean, that movie has a lot of cursing. I think you have to have, yeah. <laughs> you have to have a certain parenting style to be willing to show your nine and seven year old that movie. But you also, um, but, but it also, of course it holds up. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching with the kids and um, and again, it says a lot about the Goldbergs, which has been a vehicle for me teaching my kids about so many amazing things from the 80s. So Adam F. Goldberg, a genius. All right. With that, Lily, where can people follow you? K as in Corman, Gomez. So K Gorman, Gomez on the Twitter. You're so excited for our Psycho Gorman special coming up. Like, right? That I said Gorman instead of Corman. Right. I um I have to write down that I have to watch that movie, so don't forget. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I remind you every day. <laughs> you remind me every day. <laughs> Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Paper B at Shy's house. Princess. Yes. <laughs> Come have a fire pit with us in the backyard. Or, or just hack my ring and watch <laughs> Becky. <laughs> but no, watch Becky's kids on your porch while she's <laughs> while she naps. Oh, and, it's a great show. And I also, by the way, I have my in-laws ring because I set up their ring attached. And so I got notifications the other day when the leaf blower guy came onto their porch. So <laughs> I recommend that for people to watch. Watch my in-laws <laughs> ring camera. Just email, DM me and I'll, and I'll hook you up with the password. Uh, you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Uh, do watch the movie Psycho Gorman, PG Psycho Gorman in the next couple of weeks, because we are going to have a special later in March devoted to that show. So some little, so we're very excited about that. So you get, some, get a heads up now to go check that out. Also to my sisters to go check that out. And uh, uh, more importantly, please check out the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative, two very important organizations doing really important things for our country and our democracy. And uh, we support them as a family. And I hope you will learn more about them. And if you're interested, support them as well. With that, the theme music from What Does It Eat kicks in in post. And we dance our way into the evening. Love you guys. Bye. Half-eaten apple in my bag Lily. for my son.